0: Hello, welcome to another McLaren Fans podcast. Uh, this week it's the Brazilian Grand Prix, or is it the Sao Paulo Grand Prix? Who knows? Um, joining me this week, as always, is Sarah. Say, hola, Sarah.
1: Hola,
0: Andy. Ah. And uh, our returning guest this week is Mark Taylor. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. How are you both? Not
1: nice bad, you. not bad. We are good. Does Mark get a hat-trick ball for being here three times? Does, is, is, this your, is this your
0: third time, Mark?
1: It, it, it's my fourth time, I think, actually. Wow, oh, oh. oh, yeah. not... wow. Well, well. jo- John, Le- John,
2: John Leonard's very jealous.
0: Is he? Yes. <laughs> <It is. laughs> well, we don't need subtitles with you, Mark. That's the difference, you see. Good, excellent. Save on the budget. I'm,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm outnumbered by northerners on this call, aren't I?
0: Not Really? Mark's Yeah. I think you'll find Mark's more southern than you.
1: No, his accent is closer to yours. I've been happy too long. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Tell us Andy, shall we discuss interlagos, which means between the lakes?
0: It does indeed. And don't we get told that every year on the sky coverage, right before the race.
1: And that's why we all know to say it off by heart. Interlagos literally means between the lakes.
0: Yes. Mm. Interesting that they called it the Sao Paulo Grand Prix rather than the Brazilian Grand Prix this year. I wonder why that was.
1: Well, Ted did explain it. So I take it you didn't listen to uh, Uncle Ted, our great advisor. But I think it's because they've, um, they've got a different promoter that's putting the race forward. And they're trying to push Sao Paulo as the area. And I think they also subsidise some of the race and some of the work that's been on the track as well. Um, so, yes, yes, it is the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And yeah. now they're trying to also make us think of it as a place to visit as well. It's quite a tourism thing as well, isn't it? So, uh, okay. Would you go to Sao Paulo? That's my question.
0: If there was a Brazilian Grand Prix on, yes. <laughs>
1: what if would there was a Sao Paulo to... Grand Prix? I was going to say, what if there was a Sao Paulo <laughs> Grand Prix on?
0: I'd still be tempted.
1: So I'd, I'd love to go. Mr. Merritt did once tell me it was on my list of places I wasn't allowed to go without kidnapper ransom insurance. Um, he's seen a lot of films, a lot of films, mostly have the rock in them, I believe. Um, but I know a lot of people that have been, and our friend Beth went. She um, went on her own
0: as well, didn't she? I think. She
1: Went on her own, yeah, mm-hmm. and she survived. 1.5. And all the yeah. the advice I've always heard is just don't wear a lot of bling, you know, just just. Pair it down a bit so uh, yeah, but i'd love to go so let's
0: the places to visit them
1: yes but but let's let's book it
2: anyway I, th- I think that's as good a recommendation as any though isn't it go to sao paulo i survived yeah <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be fine hmm. <laughs>
1: yes yeah indeed anyway yeah, if, life, if anyone out
0: there that's listening has been to the brazilian grand prix or even sao paulo give us a shout we'd love to hear what it's like Should we uh, should we discuss the race weekend?
1: Yes, yes, let's do yeah. that.
0: Let's start with um, <clears throat> well, it's always difficult. Let's start with the quali that was on Friday because it's a one of those sprint race weekends, which we'll we'll discuss a little bit later on. I think. Um, I think we did okay. I think we did okay in the quali. We looked all right. Um. Yeah, I think that you know it was. No matter where we got in that, it was all about the sort of sprint race on the um, on the Saturday evening for the race.
1: Um, Are you allowed to call it a sprint race? Aren't you supposed to call it sprint qualifying?
0: Is it sprint qualifying? Sprint race? Sprint? I don't know. Sprint qualifying. F1 sprint. It was branded as as well.
1: (laughs) Hashtag F1 sprint. I mean, basically, you're qualifying for the sprint so that you can then pick your position for the race so it's almost like double qualifying really isn't it um which you know as we'll probably mention at some point a, a nod to mr hamilton who made up 25 places across those two different races um but yeah i thought i thought we qualified okay i thought the noises coming out of the team ahead of this weekend were ones of um paring down our excitement you know saying oh you know we should be okay here but not ones where I felt that we were really excited and thought we were going to be on pole or on the podium so I, my expectations were already at that level what about you Mark?
2: I agree with you Sarah I think um, a lot of the talk on social media this weekend has been about the tokens and how we've obviously had to spend pretty much all of our tokens um, on changing the engine this year so I think as the season goes on, the lack of development that we've seen has definitely been hurting us towards the end of the year. Uh, yeah. We're not able to pick up as many of the scraps as some as we might have been able to earlier in the season because the other teams who are able to develop are just on it the whole time. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that while it's disappointing, I think the team's right to uh, temper our expectations a little bit between now and the end of the season. But let's have a strong finish and then on to 2022.
0: Yep. Totally agree with that. Hopefully we've got a couple of tracks coming up that would suit us. If they're going to suit the Mercs with fast straight line speed, then they should really suit us as well, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I think so. Um, but I'm I'm pretty balanced about what I think about all of this. You know, I'm not I'm not getting disheartened. I know, I know some of the I'll say younger fans and I don't mean that in a patronising way, the newer fans to to formula one feel like things have dropped off and we're we're not doing that well but you know let's mention it again they haven't lived through the honda years inverted commas t-shirt in the store right now t-shirt in the store right now so um so you know I'm, I'm i'm pretty pragmatic about it and i thought for qualifying yeah we did about as well as i expected um i'm not disappointed with the team for that that's for sure
0: about you, Mark?
2: Yeah, t- I totally agree with that. Um, the fact that we're still comfortably in, in Q3 P7 and P8, um, we, we, we qualified. So you know that, that that's all definitely positive stuff. And and obviously, as I said before, as as a customer team, um, not being able to develop throughout the whole year, um, I think to still be up there ahead of manufacturer teams such as Alpine, and to to a point, I'd probably include alphatari in the manufacturer teams as well since they've since Honda only going with Red Bull. Then yeah, it's I, th- I think as strong as finish we can get for for the season will build the momentum for next year.
1: Most definitely.
0: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I guess on to the sprint qualifying. Now this is the third one that we've had this season, isn't it? So um yeah. I think we're at a kind of a point where you know we we've, we've got a fair idea of what what it's going to be like and what it's going to sort of um how the format's going to work i think maybe the teams have got a bit more of a handle on it now as well it was a slight unknown at one point um <clears throat> and obviously we had um you know the, the the kind of excitement of lewis going through the field and stuff like that but also we did kind of okay we um uh, sort of, you know, Lando made up a few places. Um, I think did Dan make up one place was it? I can't remember. Um, did he make up one or drop back one? I think.
2: I think Lando made up one, and Dan dropped a few. I think.
0: Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Dan Dan yeah. So, um, but I guess the, the bit that I'd missed before was that on these, is that you then get the choice <clears> of tires for the race itself. So, it kind of takes away a little bit of the jeopardy of some of the qualifying stuff and things like that that we have in the others. But um, I mean, it was exciting. But really, all of the coverage was on how how far can Lewis get? up the well, you know, rather than anything to do with the rest of us. But
1: seems you can like understand that. That. yeah, oh, no, I know I can understand thing.
2: it. Yeah, this stage it of the was... season, it's that close
1: it's that close. It's the, it's the battle that especially non-F1 fans are hearing about and are focusing on. Um, and yeah, you know, Andy, how many times have we said that we watch how our team's progressing by watching the, uh, the numbers and the letters down the left-hand side of the screen, you know, that's yeah. how I worked out that Dan had to retire mm-hmm. Oops, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm I and I'm not sad they focused on Lewis because you know, nod of the cap again, he's bloody brilliant. It was it was, you know, it was and if you were someone that didn't like the sprint, if you were someone previously that said, Oh, I don't like um, I'd prefer it if it wasn't that format, do you not think that this might have turned you turned you around a bit this weekend?
0: I think we could yeah. I'm, I I guess I fall into that category a little bit. Um and we've got it on the, the sort of points for later to discuss. So I guess we can get into that discussion a bit deeper later on um but yeah i think you know I-, I guess i guess yeah it was exciting in that respect um but it was exciting because somebody was out of place so yeah we'll see um yeah.
1: the other thing i was going to mention andy was um after your um after your laurel wreath comments in the past, and then they yeah. were replaced by crappy-looking medals, Yeah, um, the wreaths are back. They What's were. What's happened there?
0: No podium, because apparently you can't have a podium, but you got the laurel wreaths, yeah. Um, but it was quite yeah. bizarre. They just came on the stage. They were put round their neck, and they just left. They just...
1: didn't seem to know what was going on, did they? No, as much no, they... as we didn't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah, maybe they've got well, to work they, on that part of the film format quite a bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because didn't they say that, or didn't they do for the British Grand Prix, they went around on the back of a lorry like they used to back back in the James Hunt days and sort of parade around the track like
1: that? Maybe,
2: maybe that's an idea to do do that again?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they stopped. I thought that was going to happen at every <laughs> one that they did. They're going to have six next season, aren't they? So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they're just trying to mix it up and do things different. I'm not sure whether they're trying things on for size to see how it works or if they're mixing it up to keep us on our toes. You know, it could be either, couldn't it? Or they've forgotten.
0: <clears throat> Who knows? <laughs> or they
1: had an extra stock of laurel reeds that they had to use up.
0: <laughs> maybe, the, maybe you can get them in Brazil quite easily. Who knows?
1: Oh, you know, they love a wreath out there. Yeah.
2: Well, it ended up pretty much discarded in a corner in the Red Bull garage, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, no notebook at the end because uh, Ted ended up having it round his neck.
1: Yes, <laughs> referring once again to, to Uncle Ted, who uh, who we get lots of information from. Yeah, he did have it at the end. Mm-hmm. I saw him tweet earlier. Should have kept the wreath. So I don't know if he's having regrets that he gave it back. But, um, could have been his best F1 souvenir he's ever picked up. Might not get on the plane with it though. That's the trouble.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, we'll get we'll get through quarantine. Nah.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> All right, let's have a quick chat about the uh, the real race then. So, um, yeah, it was it was once again quite an exciting race to watch, mainly because Lewis was out of place. Um, from our point of view, I thought Lando had an amazing start. Um, yep, made up yep. some. Great ground on Carlos. And I think I think he was just unlucky. I think it's one of those they, where... were,
1: they were the best twenty seconds of the weekend, mate, honestly. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. He did he had such a good start. He really did. Yeah. He was so unlucky.
0: I don't think there was anything deliberate on either part. I think he just moved across a little bit too soon, mainly because he was running out of track, I think. Um yeah. And Carlos was still there, so um, sometimes even that, in touch like that, you don't get a puncture, but it pretty much punctured straight away, didn't it? Yeah, you think, know, and,
1: and, yeah, sorry, Mark. About... Now, I was
2: going to say, in a race of various racing incidents, that was a definite racing incident. Maybe we'll talk about the other one later, I don't know, but um yeah yeah no 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 blame
1: to Carlos
2: on I don't
1: think absolutely and and Carlos on the radio was quite interesting as well because if that had been anyone else I think it would have sounded a bit like what is he doing but because it was Lando I felt that their relationship he'd been quite careful in the way he said you know and and I, I saw some stuff on um Twitter where people were trying to make out that Carlos and Lando had had a bit of a spat but
0: was that I, the I footage don't, don't, of them in the uh, in the sort of media pen afterwards?
1: Yeah. So Carlos approached Lando. Lando was grinning at him, and then the moment Carlos spoke to him, his face just went down. Yeah. And they, they walked, then he, he walked didn't. Walked he, didn't he didn't. Yeah. But I can't imagine Carlos saying anything that bad to him. They are, you know, friends. They go and play golf together. Maybe he swore um, him in
0: Spanish. I actually some yeah, Spanish swear words.
1: Can't don't complain. do it. The doggo will hear. The doggo will hear
0: yeah well I've just done it let's see if the dog can translate Spanish swear words for us um, yeah maybe that's what he called him um, but yeah sort of um, yeah I mean you know those things happen and I'm sure they'll have a chat about it at some point maybe at the next race or something like that Yeah, can't see them falling out over it or anything like that but you know everybody likes a good sort of uh, uh, scandal footage this is exactly what happened yet nobody knows what they said there you go <laughs>
1: I do uh, I do feel sorry for Lando. It was his birthday weekend. I know he's always very hard on himself. And I just think that that superstar would have led to something brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: my pounds my pound was on him for the podium, as always, as it always is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just felt sorry for him. Um, and I'm sure we'll discuss the rest of the race. But, you know, hats off to him to get into where he did and, and picking up that point. Points mean mm. prizes. Yeah, we're at that count.
0: point of the season where we need to just take some chances as well, don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: The similar to that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, you know he did he did go for it as much as he could and got yeah. back up to tenth. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: and obviously we went, you know, he, he had the sort of limp round the track. Um,
1: oh yeah, put the, back out on the hard
0: tires. But then really, the sort of safety car and the virtual safety car really helped him put him back into the pack, and then he started to... I think he made up about five or six places in a couple of laps. Um, yeah. While everybody enthuses about how amazing Lewis did it the other day, nobody's kind of said, well, you know, Lando did something pretty decent as well. Um, you know, I think a great recovery drive, obviously different class of driver, you know. Lando's not yet yes a seven-time world champion, but, you know, there's, there's good comments there, so...
2: He he's not, but yeah, you know, ever since Austria, Lewis has always had difficulty getting past him whenever he's had to. Mm. And yeah. the comments the comment the comments that he made in Austria about Lando are just, just absolutely shining through. He's you know of of the area of the field where we are, he's he's a class above as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think if we we'll <laughs> a better car next year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we well, Dan gets a better car as well. You know, <laughs> not just one of them. <laughs>
1: Would there be a bit it. unfair, wouldn't it? Would yeah, here you go, Lando. You can have one this one. Drivers?
0: Yeah, sorry, Dan, it but we're, we're going like to give you the Alonso's car from ni- uh, 2016. Sounds <laughs> oh, like
1: something Red Bull would do, doesn't it? Yeah. Ooh, too soon?
0: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's have a, let's, um So I think, yeah, Lando had a great recovery re- drive. Really disappointed for Dan because he was doing quite well and then had to retire. Nothing you can do about that. <clears throat> if you've got a PU failure, then there's not a lot you can sort of do with that. You can't twiddle some switches and everything else. But I, I think, think John um, Noble
2: put so I was gonna say, I think John Noble put something on Twitter earlier that it wasn't specifically yes. a power unit failure. It was a crack in the chassis that, that caused it. So
0: yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. No, no no worries about the power unit, I don't think. It was just right. something contributed by the chassis.
0: Right. Well, there you, there you go, if you're losing power, then yeah, and if there's a crack in the chassis, that's never a good place to be. But yeah. Maybe that I mean maybe there's a crack in the chassis, maybe that explains sort of Dan being a little bit off the pace the last couple of races as well. Let's see what happens in the next few.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, it's good that they share that level of information with us as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um it's really interesting to hear the, the underlying reason for that, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So I guess that covers sort of um, the McLaren side of things. I think it would be kind of like it's not very often we, we want to talk about other drivers or something like that, but I think the biggest incident for me this weekend was the Verstappen the Lewis non overtake, where yes. basically they, they were both of them were so far off the track they were back in Mexico, I think. Um, <laughs> for me, I know there'll be people out there that say, oh, it's a racing incident or something like that, but I don't see the difference between what happened when Lando and Perez earlier in the season and Lando got a penalty for it. So why is this not the same thing? It, looked pretty it much seems similar. to be. Yeah. Where's the consistency? Either, the, either it's let them race, is what the FIA came out and said, or it's, you know what, if you do that, you get a penalty. Or is it one rule for Red Bull and not for the others? What are we thinking here?
2: I think people are too much um, going on to, well, that's, that's Max, he races hard he, and, and he can get away with it. Whereas other, other drivers, it might appear to be a bit out of character. But I do also think it's very interesting that they were never able to find the footage from Max's car and how, how hard he was steering.
1: Oh well, I have I have read that um, that they're still waiting to that for that to be provided to them. I read an interview with Michael Massey earlier, and he said that they've asked the uh, I can't remember the phrase they use for the uh, for the TV peeps, the promoter or whatever, to provide them with that footage, and that there should be 360 degree footage from that car. Um, and he said it would be a smoking gun once they look at that if. You know, if that showed Max didn't steer or did steer, um, but it's I not just—it's not
2: just. I was going to say it's not just about the camera that's above his head; it's the one that's looking back at him as well, because mm-hmm. you can—you can quite easily tell the steering angle from that. But the fact that they didn't have either of those angles to to make their judgment on, I think, is a bit frustrating, isn't it?
1: Yeah,
0: it depends what's broadcast, apparently. <laughs> so, and and what's broadcast is not what we see; it's what's broadcast on all of the channels. So what was broadcast? on that, the Yeah, what was broadcast on that on board channel was it the, the view from behind? So that they'll have to wait until they get the cameras to download from the cameras. That's what they Yeah. But certainly the, um, you know, d- despite all of that, and you know, whatever we see on that sort of, you know, will the retro retro, you know, if, if it does look like that, Max has just run him straight off the track without any. The proper steering input, will they be brave enough to go back and actually apply a penalty, a five place grid penalty or something?
1: Uh, I thought you were gonna say retrospectively then and I was waiting for it and it never came out.
0: Yeah, I couldn't actually get it out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the word was there, but, but yes. it just wasn't appearing. We we are aligned in our thoughts. That's my 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 thought is is there a premise set to go back and and and, and do something after the event if you think something is bad enough. They were talking about um, the driver's supposed to be setting an example to younger drivers and road safety and all that kind of thing. So I think if that footage is released and it's in any way damning, they have to do something, don't they?
0: Yeah. something. I'm yeah. sure that people have been, drivers have been punished after an event for things that have come back yeah. from the footage. I'm sure they have. What was inter what what I would have preferred to have seen would been the statement from the FIA saying we've let them race because we haven't got all of the data that we need to see and we'll retrospectively look at it with the footage afterwards to make a proper conclusion and apply whatever is necessary then. That would have been a better sort of thing rather than let yeah, yeah. them race, no incident. So who knows? Um yeah, interesting.
1: It did lead to one of my favourite points of the weekend, though, and that was Michael Massey getting sassy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Massey Sassy Sassy Radio Channel.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I loved it. There's a man who's got a great job. He can just basically tell people to do one in a nice way, however he wants. (laughs) How often have you been at work and you've really felt like you'd like to say that to someone? And there he was chatting to Jonathan Wheatley, you know, and and it, it was just... Yeah, it was a good moment. I uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you I filled the... that
1: once, at least once an hour in my job. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's my hero because he actually said it. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: and, and by contrast, I think the sporting you know, the the the, the, the directors, when they come on the radio. I mean, I think everyone gets excited when they see the graphic saying you know radio between mm. the FIA and Red Bull and Mercedes. Like, oh, what's going to be said now? Um, but I think uh, again Uncle Ted made made the point. It's it's almost equivalent of a footballer going up to a referee and saying, Come on, you need to show me a yellow card for that or send them off for that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You know, it, it, it's getting a bit childish a little bit really.
1: I think you know, it's, it's time always
0: time. gone on, we're just more aware of yeah. it you know, because it's being broadcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've I've often said this about team radio in general, you know, people often say, Oh, Lewis is always moaning about his tyres and things like that. And yeah. I say, Yeah, but they play a hell of a lot of Lewis's team radio out. You don't hear the context, you don't hear the conversation around it, and you don't hear a lot of what other drivers say, you know. So team radio is a powerful tool. It's it's great insight, but it's it's like statistics in a way, isn't it? It can be used to prove anything. They've only got to cut it in the right place and it sounds quite, you know, argumentative or whatever. <laughs> so uh and I think they like that because I think they're getting on board with the sort of Netflix era of wanting to add a bit of spice. They want people to think there's a battle, you know, and everyone's Watch the red board. button
0: for drama now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do that than hear the sky glass advert from Crofty every five minutes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's let's move on from the race and let's discuss um. We got a couple of more points here, so let's just discuss fourth place in the constructors. Um, now, I think last, I think last last time out, I kind of had a little bit of a rant about why fourth is still good for us. Um, Sarah, I think you want to kind of, oh, I'm hoping you're going to back that up. <laughs>
1: I am. I tweet, I tweeted it last night. I unfortunately read a tweet from someone that said, well, it looks like our team have thrown away third place. And I didn't respond to it because I didn't want to get into a battle, but thrown away third place. Let's just think about that for a moment. This year we've had a race win. We've had five podiums. We've had a pole position. As of yesterday, we scored 255 points. We only scored 202 points in the whole of 2020. Please do not think we've thrown anything away. We've again shown great progress. The hard work of the team is paying off. If we end up finishing fourth, and it ain't over till the fat lady sings, so this isn't that I'm giving up in any way or being negative, but if we end up finishing fourth, I still don't think that's a bad spot because we've exceeded our expectations and we've moved on. What do you think, Mark?
2: Completely agree with everything you said there. I mean, we we talked a little bit at the top of the show about the the, the token situation. We not being able to develop, and let's also remember we're not the only ones in this championship. It's it's a lot it, it's a lot more competitive than, than than last year. And let's be honest, if we lose out to Ferrari to for, for third place, well, so be it. But I think, quite frankly, Ferrari were embarrassed last year, uh, but by yeah. their performance, so so they've really had to to pull it out the out of the water and, and they've been able to throw a hell of a lot more money to, than than we have.
0: Um, I think my quote was Ferrari pretty much dog shit last year.
1: Are you again? Not only are you swearing but you're using a dog reference. McArongo uh, uh. is not gonna like that. <laughs> are, are
2: you getting tenor for each time you say these things at
0: me? No, no, no. A really good
1: segue story to tell you there quickly um i was on bbc radio surrey again this morning just talking about the race and having a chat about mclaren with them and mclaren doggo tweeted me and said that he would give five pounds to children in need if i included the word sausages in my my talk on the radio um unfortunately no opportunity uh rose to do that so so we're mentioning sausages now in the hope that that still gets children in need five pounds it's the best i can do mclaren doggo so i hope you uh, I I'll tell you what, decision. if
0: McLaren Doggo gives children need five quid for you saying sausages on air, then I'll give five quid as well for saying dog shit on air, twice. <laughs> <laughs> so...
2: yeah, I will as well, but just <laughs> 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 a
1: fiver.
0: All for a good cause. Right. So. Anyway, uh,
1: anyway, back to the fact that progress has been amazing and that fourth place is not a disappointment.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Right. We've got two more points left and we've got a few more minutes to go. So quickly, after three races or three weekends of sprints, what are we seeing? Year on there. Looks like we're going to have six next year. Yeah. And they're going to be their own mini little championship. Do we like that idea or not?
1: I've I've enjoyed them yeah. so far. I particularly enjoyed the one where I was at Silverstone because I was there and I felt like I got a bit of money for my ticket, as it were. Yeah. Um, so possibly they'll put the prices up next year because of that. But yeah, if they do a little its own little league, I'd be interested to see how the points and things like that work. But uh, yeah, it's just keeping people interested, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think, I like I think having that as a side. I was yeah. going to
1: say I think having that as a side championship,
2: but it's still contributing towards the main championship. I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that makes it a bit more interesting for me to be honest when you do that yeah um I think it I think it's felt a little bit gimmicky for me at times this year, um and I don't know what it's kind of brought to the weekend. maybe you're right, okay, there's another race, but I do feel like some teams just want to just get round without damaging the car or losing places. I think
1: that yeah. Perhaps there's an element of that, but then you get someone like Alonso, and he drives with big kahunas. So uh, yeah. you know, there's 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 plus points, isn't there, to balance that out? So I think for me, it just
2: gives the the cars with time on track a lot more purpose than it does when you just got a P1, a P2, and a, P, a FP1, FP2, and FP3. Um, it, it probably does take a little bit of the the testing time away from the teams, and that they don't have fb2 to sort of you know run any more race simulations or anything like that but i'm, I'm a racing fan I, I like to see cars racing I, I, i'd like seeing them drive around a bit but i think if you have too many sessions where they're just driving around then you're pandering to the people who we will say that f1 and forgive me for saying this is just cars driving around in a circle
0: some of the five <gasps>
2: yeah but what i'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is if, yeah what i'm saying is if you have more competitive racing then it makes it makes it a better spectacle for people who might be sort of Thinking about getting into
0: Formula One? Well, I think we've definitely had better races, or as in the real races, on a sprint weekend. You know, we've had Monza, we've had this one, we've had Silverstone. They were all good races to watch. Yeah. After the sprint. So I do think it does bring something to it. Um, I just think I think, yeah, if they, if they come up with a good format for next year for the six races and also it's a mini championship, I think then it makes it a bit more relevant for me for the weekends and I'd be quite happy to watch it they've also got to be very careful which tracks they pick because a sprint race in Monaco just isn't going to work
2: Yeah. so have has there anything you said about which tracks they're going to use or have you guys got any ideas as to which ones you'd like to have a sprint race
0: I think they're probably going to keep the three that we've had this year yeah. Um, so those three and three others. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Canada as one of them if we go there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, have they said? Have they said something about it can't be a street circuit or anything like that? Have no, they've really, no, um, said that. Well, I just wondered if Miami might be somewhere because they're really trying to plug it. Right.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, last point of the day. Um, on the podcast is um, apparently, according to Auto Car today, we've been bought by Audi. Um, ah. So um, I'll believe it when we see four <laughs> rings on the car. Not um, you well, as well, Sarah. Yeah, but um, it's interesting because it seems to be a rumor that's not going to go away or isn't going away. But if I was the head of Volkswagen Audi Group. Why would you want to buy an F1 team that's so heavily linked with Mercedes, and then have them running a car with one of your main car competitor, um, you know, vehicle sales competitors on the side of it? <laughs> There's no way Mercedes would well, like, let their engine have a an Audi badge on it. And vice but weren't plus.
1: they talking about Audi coming into the sport? In something like 2026,
0: possibly, which
1: would mean which would mean that our uh, engine deal with Mercedes would you know we could we could get out of that. All there's wiggle room, or there's you know, I don't know. Yeah, but why, personally, uh, but as an Audi driver, I I think this would mean that I'm incredibly on brand if suddenly Audi are connected to McLaren. But what's really important for me is the name, the name McLaren. I wouldn't want us to ever lose that. I wouldn't want our that to be diluted because of the heritage, because of the history. Like Ferrari, you know, I like us being McLaren, and I wouldn't want that to to be a takeover that meant we lost that.
0: Yeah, like McLaren Audi or something like that. But you know, yeah. also Audi on well, BAG on Lamborghini and everything else like that. So there's a lot of crossover in other parts. Personally, yeah. if I was if I was buying an F1 team tomorrow, I'd, I'd be buying Red Bull, essentially, because you haven't got any of that manufacturer sort of links. They're coming out of the Honda thing. You can build the engine. You've got all of the IP with that.
1: Oh, but, Andy, you'd have to deal with Christian Horner for Christ's sake. First sight. thing How I'd do is know? sack
0: him. Get out, Christian. <laughs> Get out now.
1: <laughs> Take <it with laughs> your wiggly foot with you. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the giggles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we should end the podcast there. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. So um, thanks again, Mark, for joining us. For Thank time. you, guys. Thanks, nice to be Mark. back. And, uh, buy the
1: merch. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. There you are. We will shoot out uh,
0: buy the, uh link to buy some of the podcast merch. Um, we will be having a, a competition. Over the Christmas holidays, or whatever holidays you have over December. Uh, thanks again, Sarah. Um, I'm off to go. And, you, uh, I'm off now to go and fire Christian Horner. Uh, much to the, light <laughs> of the And uh,
1: and and I won't be here next week because it's my birthday and I'm having the week off. So I hope oh. whoever you find to replace me is adequate.
0: None of us are here next week because it's no race next week. It's a week after.
1: I thought
2: Qatar yeah, was Yes,
1: yeah, Qatar this week. Is it? Yes, Yes, it's my birthday on Monday. I'm having the day off for my birthday. Right. Big F1 fan, are you, Andy? Yeah, no calendar, (laughs) mate.